Western psychology has developed with the basis that the subconscious mind is extremely powerful and can determine actions and reactions of individuals that overcome the conscious intentions of those individuals. Events, circumstances, perceptions, and corresponding fears, hopes, and excitement, deep-seated emotions, all wind up in the subconscious, out of sight and out of mind, so to speak, because they are very much hidden from view and are in many cases embedded to be triggered by specific circumstances, perceptions, or events, they can come up for an individual when he least expects it to occur. There are in Western psychology, many who explore the murky depths of the subconscious in a variety of ways, such as study of dreams, study of childhood or other past life trauma, research into PTSD, which can occur at any age through some kind of traumatic experience, frequently experienced by those in warfare or natural disasters of various sorts. In many cases, these subconscious factors take over so much of the life focus and energy that they wind up dominating the individual and his response to life in the present time. Much of the therapy so prevalent in the West is an attempt to uncover and resolve these embedded subconscious factors. Sri Aurobindo and the mother have approached the issue of the subconscious levels from the viewpoint of those taking and proceeding with spiritual sadhana. Thus, the subconscious is not simply to be raised up as in psychotherapy, as that activity can actually strengthen the impulse that was hidden and allow it to embed deeply into the conscious levels of the awareness. Rather, they counsel an approach that first acquires the receptivity and ability to accept and utilize the higher forces of consciousness, and then only to address the subconscious elements and expel them. They recognize that the seeds of all past life experiences and drives remain in place in the subconscious and that they can sprout up when given the right conditions. This explains, in fact, the issue of the yogic practitioner who spends years in deep meditation, believes he has conquered the lower vital drives, only to find out that when he engages with society, he is subject to outbursts of anger, lust, greed, etc. These things from the standpoint of yoga need to be understood and systematically addressed. Eventually, the individual should be so attuned to the vibrational force of the higher consciousness that is manifesting, that he is no longer susceptible to the attempts of the lower vital forces to disturb the focus or the balance of the being. A disciple inquires, Sweet Mother, is the subconscious stronger than the mind vital and physical? The mother notes, quote, it has a greater power. Well, just because it is subconscious, it is everywhere. Everything seems steeped in the subconscious. And so subconscious means half conscious, not conscious, and not unconscious. It just between the two. It is like that, halfway. 
So things slide down into it. One doesn't know that they are there. And from there they act. And it is because one doesn't know that they are there, that they can remain there. There are many things which one doesn't wish to keep and drives out from the active consciousness, but they go down there, hide there, and because it is subconscious, one doesn't notice them, but they haven't gone out completely. And when they have a chance to come up again, they come up. For example, there are bad habits of the body in the sense that the body is in the habit of upsetting its balance. We call that falling ill, you know. But still, the functioning becomes defective through a bad habit. You manage by concentrating the force and applying it on this defect to make it disappear. But it doesn't disappear completely. It enters the subconscient. And the when you are off your guard, when you stop paying attention properly and preventing it from showing itself, it rises up and comes out. You thought for months, perhaps, or even for years, you thought you were completely rid of a certain kind of illness which you suffered from, and you no longer paid any attention. And suddenly, one day, it returns as though it had never gone. It springs up again from the subconscient. And unless one enters into this subconscient and changes things there, that is, unless one changes the subconscient into the conscient, it always happens like this. And the method is to change the subconscient into the conscient. If each thing that rises to the surface becomes conscious, at that moment it must be changed. There is a more direct method still. It is to enter the subconscient in one's full consciousness and work there. But this is difficult. Yet so long as this is not done, all the progress one has made I mean physically in one's body, can always be undone. End quote. Reference, Sri Aurobindo and the Mother, Our Many Selves, Practical Yogic Psychology, Chapter 2, Planes and Parts of the Being, pages 51 to 53.